One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Index. Uh, in this one, we are going to be previewing uh, Extreme Rules. I almost forgot about the uh, title of the pay-per-view there. Um, almost like we've forgotten to do this podcast in recent times, but I think after the Saudi show, we needed a little breaky-poo from this, I suppose, because that was bad. Um, today, I'm... You're, you're my only guest so far. Alex may be joining us, but it is Australia o'clock over there, so we we just waited for him to wake up, but we thought we'd start. Um, it's been a little while since we've done one of these in general today. We've had quite a lot happen. I'm not going to ask you to review Saudi or Stomping Grounds or anything like that, but we've had probably some very important news, I'd, I'd say, in terms of Heyman and Bischoff becoming uh, executive directors i think they're called um for raw and smackdown uh, how how important is this news and even in the first couple of weeks have, have we seen an impact even though bischoff hasn't started yet <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely a sort of earth shattering when you look at the landscape of wrestling um i i don't know how much impact they have um so far e- even Heyman himself who He's been a part of the backstage um, for both Raw and SmackDown for quite a while now. Um, he was heavily involved with Ronda Rousey's um, helping her with her promos and basically everything Ronda did, Heyman had some sort of say or some sort of involvement in it. So he's been he's been around and then obviously we know him more prominently for being in and around Brock Lesnar. So I think for him, it might be more, uh, it might be easier for him to settle into a role backstage at, at WWE than maybe an Eric Bischoff who's been away from the company for quite a few years. But I don't think they've had, I don't think they've, they've stepped into their roles quite yet. I think it's sort of after SummerSlam, I think mm. is the, the, the scheduled timetable when, when they're going to come into their roles. So I'm not expecting too big a difference now. Maybe one or two suggestions, but uh, as we saw, you know, last week, um, Raw started off really, really hot, and you could see every, everyone was sort of suggesting that, oh, that's that's Heyman's influence already being shown. Whereas we look at this week, um, 
uh, 8th of July episode and it was back to the older version of Raw that we were used to over the last couple of months. So I, I don't know how much impact they have at the moment, but we'll see moving forward. I know the one, maybe the one thing that we can distinctly say with Heyman's impact is the street profits coming up um, was a Heyman call up. So at least there's one thing that we can distinctively point out at and say he's already started with that. Yeah, and they've only been on a couple of weeks. They've not had a match yet, but you, you can see they've probably had more TV time than most NXT call-ups and not even had a bloody match yet. <laughs> um, uh, that's the problem there. But I, I think there is a, a natural story they can fit into, but we'll, we'll bring I'll bring them up at the, um, <clears throat> at the time. Um, so this is the Extreme Rules um, preview, but just, just in general, what, what are your thoughts on the build? Because this is probably one of the most secondary pay-per-views going, but and the card looks pretty good. The build-up's been a bit mixed, but what's your overall thoughts on the build-up to it so far? I think the problem is there were too many pay-per-views, especially mm-hmm. when they sandwiched in the Saudi tour. Um, and whether or not they're treated as a, you know, they like to say it's a glorified house show, but it, it feels like a pay-per-view build-up yeah. whenever they do a Saudi show. So, this extreme rule seems to have come way too short that there hasn't been enough time to do any sort of build up for any of the matches really. And I suppose that's testament to the fact that a lot of the matches are just retakes on either what happened at mania or what happened at uh, the Saudi Saudi tour show. So I think, I think maybe if there, if there was a bit more time, it would have been easier for them to get a proper build up. But yeah, I'm, 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 it just feels a bit too rushed for my liking. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Obviously, they had to uh, squeeze in stomping ground as well, which was pretty much the same as the Saudi show completely, um, without the uh, car crash at the end. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a strange one. I think these last couple of weeks have built up some some matches, whereas. Before we started recording, I think we both agreed that the main events is probably what will let down the show, if anything, which is almost a common theme nowadays with WWE pay-per-views, I suppose. But um, before we go through the card that's confirmed so far, I mean, there's a, probably a couple matches that might be added, or should be added, in my opinion, concerning the storylines. Um, not... not um, confirmed yet but Finn Balor v Shinsuke I think Finn Balor's not had a lot of TV time and Shinsuke's never had any TV time since his uh well I imagine they've split but him and Rusev not being on TV anymore do you think this this is one that could get added considering what we saw on Smackdown or do you think this might be a TV feud for now it could end up being a TV feud um, similar to maybe it's on a similar timeline to Ember Moon and mm-hmm. Um, Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. Whereas on that that front, their match has been sort of scheduled for next week, Tuesday, um, the Tuesday after the pay per view. Finn and uh, Finn and Shin, <laughs> um, they they haven't yeah they they haven't really officially talked about it in in the sense that it was leading up to the pay per view. And I suppose usually commentary likes to throw in some sort of, you know, caveat or some sort of expression of it being a possibility to feature on the show. 
Um, looking at the card, there's about, what, 10 matches that are confirmed at the moment. I don't know if they can squeeze another one in with with them. So hopefully it, it's not going to be rushed this uh, this coming Sunday and that they can actually build a feud between them. Um, in terms of Rusev, I think with Rusev looking more and more likely not to be signing a new WWE contract, um, I think that's where the split has come mm-hmm. with him and Shinsuke. Then I don't see them putting Rusev on TV anytime soon. And I think he's been, maybe not him himself, um, but Lana has been quite vocal of not being satisfied um, with the way they've been uh, pushed or showcased both mm-hmm. on WWE TV and on, you know, uh, total divas and, and those type of shows as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I think maybe the writing's on the wall for them and Shinsuke, he's still a valuable asset for them. It just seems like he hasn't been motivated on the main roster. So hoping that this, this new feud can, can light a fire underneath him and he can get going once again. Yeah, it's a good point now because I think after the AJ feud, then he formed that tag team. Uh, no, he had a he had a US title feud. That's how forgettable it was. <laughs> um, he had uh, the US title feud with Jeff Hardy, I think, um, and then the tag team business. It's been weird with Shinsuke, but he he did beat the Intercontinental Champion on this week's SmackDown. Um, possibly, well, we know the Demon loves to come out at the big pay per views and Saudi. Um, Possibly that then if it's not going to be this Sunday, maybe for SummerSlam we do Demon v Shin. It's probably a good way of rebuilding Shinsuke if you put him in a big feud like that because the Demon, albeit Finn's been booked into oblivion, it does it does still have some um, special feeling, I suppose. Yeah, and I I think they've they've also booked themselves into a corner with. Uh, Demon King because mm-hmm. it seems like whenever he's on or whenever you know when Finn dons the the face paint and the the body paint you know he's going to win um they've kept that character really really strong and used it really sparingly so it only comes out as you said for special occasions and Saudi tour um and then it's kind of a foregone conclusion. So maybe if they want to keep people interested in this feud, they might hold off on on letting yeah. him put the paint on, to just maybe to to give the the impression that Shin might win, whether or not he does end up winning. I suppose that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But if it, if it does work out as a TV feud, maybe they can trade the belt a bit because. I think we've seen a rejuvenation of the US belt, which we'll obviously get into. I think the IC t- title really needs one, but I think um, this Tuesday was a was a good start to that, I suppose, because it, it it's needed life breathing into it for a for a good while. I think. Um, the other match I think may get added, maybe as just a quick segment or or something like that, is maybe Kevin Owens v Ziggler, which just kind of sparked um Kevin Owens' face turn. Um, we know. Um, that was the original plan of him v Brian at Mania, I think, um, and that obviously got uh, torpedoed due to Kofi's uh, meteoric rise and stuff like that. But long overdue, oh, just a smidge overdue, uh, and obviously with the heel turn and stuff like that, possibly a bit rushed. But it looks like they've finally found a a character for KO to work with, rather than just go back to being his old. Um, 
twatish heels, probably the right word. But it looks like they found a character for him, albeit he's been dragged into the Shane stuff, which is not great. But we finally get a face Kevin Owens, I suppose. Yeah, I found it ironic how um, one minute he's talking about how sick people are of Shane McMahon always being on TV. And then about three minutes later, we all got that realization that, oh, no, we've just added another feud to <laughs> Shane McMahon, which probably means he's going to be on TV even more. So I think he's feuding with Miz at the moment. He's feuding with Roman Reigns, um, Undertaker tandem there, and he's now feuding with Kevin Owens. So it just seems like he's going to rack up all the baby faces and then he's going to he's just going to have SmackDown as his own show. Um, but in terms of Kevin Owens, personally, I like him as a heel. Um, I yeah. think he's one of the few heels that makes sense whenever he always makes an effort to make sense and to try and do callbacks to things he's done in the past, which goes a long way, I think, if, if you follow the product uh, for long periods of time. But um, this run could be good. I hope they don't fully turn him babyface. Maybe if he's kind of like a tweener. Mm-hmm. where he, he skates on that line, similar to how Becky Lynch was booked towards the back end of last year. Yeah. Where she, she, she yes, she, she may be babyface, but she's got a bit of edge to her. I think um, Kevin Owens could play that role really, really well. And considering he's adopted the stunner, I think um, it, it, it would be the perfect fit for him. Yeah, absolutely. And even... You could draw comparisons with uh, CM Punk considering the, the mini pipe bomb, I suppose. Uh, you could talk about uh, on, on SmackDown, but uh, it, it'll certainly be interesting to see if Kevin Owens can can build as build as a face. But I think SmackDown's one of them weird ones where, well, they've already recruited so many heels from Raw to just to fight Kofi when there's loads of people going missing. So it's it's a strange one with Kofi, but I'm sure there's plenty of feuds. The feuds there is him as a face. I mean, I'm. Andrade's SmackDown, even though it doesn't matter anymore, let's be honest, but there's Randy Orton, Andrade, as I said, maybe actually use Buddy Murphy, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> Alistair Black looks heelish, weirdly, and he's on SmackDown. But I wouldn't want Alistair Black to beat the crap out of Kevin Owens so quickly. But yeah, it, it, it's it's quite... I think it just opens up a new catalogue of people for him to fight, I suppose, which is, which is always a good thing. Um... But anyway, we'll get into the card. Um, as ever, the Cruise the Weight Championship is at the bottom of the list because that's the way it's booked. And um, even me, who doesn't watch 205 Live, since Buddy Murphy dropped it, the matches on the uh, pay-per-views and stuff just dropped a smidge in quality. Um, I don't know if you watch 205 Live today, but it, it, as the product kind of dropped, if you know. And if, if not, just go into the match, which is Drew Gulak v Tony Nese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're still holding their own on 205 Live, but I, I have to admit that I haven't paid as much attention since Buddy Murphy left. Um, they've, you know, they pulled out Buddy Murphy, they've pulled out uh, Cedric Alexander, they've also pulled out Mustafa Ali, who were all three, or probably my three favorite mm. characters on that show. So they, they've kind of taken a lot of the steam out of it. Um, but I, I definitely would. Based on previous viewings, I would recommend the show if you've got the time. It it seems like a good alternative to to Raw and SmackDown, definitely. And but the, it's it's just the fact that once you've gone through Raw and SmackDown, 
you know, to then get the, you know, the encouragement to then go and watch 205 live, it, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to get that across. Um, in terms of the match itself, uh, I, I think they're going to keep the, the belt on Drew. Um, I, I don't envision them hot potatoing the championship at the moment. Um, Tony Nese, he seemed like he, you know, in the ring, he, I think he's improved a, a hell of a lot and he was doing well. But I think Drew Gulak as a character could probably do more with the belt than necessarily a yeah. Tony Nese in terms of, yeah, in terms of just character. But um, if they were going to put this match on the main card, I would have preferred the previous match, the triple threat, to have been on the main card because that was a really, really good match. If you yeah. haven't gotten a chance to watch that, I definitely would recommend you go back and look at that. Whether or not these guys can then now top that, um, I'm not sure. So I'm hoping they're not thinking, you know, based on the last performance that they should put them up there and then the match ends up not having enough steam. That could be quite damaging. I also think as well, Drew Gulak and Tony Nese, they're not really stars on their own in terms of, you know, like a Cedric Alexander could probably win a crowd over, mm-hmm. even if they don't know who he is. Um, so I think the danger with putting it on on the main card is I don't know if these guys would be able to win the crowd over as I'm pretty confident that the crowd won't really be that knowledgeable about either of them. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think Drew Gulak definitely retains the title. Yeah, I'm just reading the description of the match. It's uh, it's in uh, it's in Philadelphia, which turns out to be Gulak's hometown. So he's he's absolutely screwed. No, no. <laughs> so he's <laughs> losing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, Philly is a bit of a wrestling hotbed, but if they if they kind of used as a uh, a toilet break match or a or a, a calm down the um, audience match, it, it's it'll just do its purpose, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I think I think this should be pre-show because there's not many other matches I could see fitting on there, and we we speculated one of the tag team matches could be on there, but that'd be soul shattering. Um, but a match that is worthy of a pre-show is um, oh god, possibly one of the worst storylines in <laughs> one of the worst eras of WWE, which is quite impressive. We've we've got Bailey as the SmackDown champion who does all the story on Raw, um, versus Alexa Bliss, who seemingly is injured again because she hasn't been on TV this week um, and has struggled with concussion and stuff for the last year or so, probably a bit longer actually, um, and Nikki Cross, who people in America seemingly can't understand because I think Vince actually told her to go out and say that, which is lovely. Um, yeah. This match, or this storyline, because the match is going to be crap, whatever we say, but this storyline today has just been absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I I think that with Alexa Bliss, it it seems like she's got an illness of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they've been saying backstage that she's feeling sick. Um, I don't think they've described, well, I haven't heard an exact diagnosis or description of, of 
what exactly she's sick with or anything like that. But yeah. I suppose maybe it was enough to keep her away from from everyone else. You know, let's say if it's like a flu or something, yeah, and you sure. want the rest of the the roster to catch it, then it's advisable for her to to be sent home. Um, so so it will be interesting to see how much of the match she, she actually is involved in. And I, I would imagine that Nikki, as we were saying in the WhatsApp chat uh, earlier, I think Nikki's going to have to carry a lot of this match. And Alexa will just pick her spots when to come in. I think the the story of this match isn't re- really going to be told with the match, but more so after the match, especially if the, the team of Alexa and Nikki win. Um, what does that do for their relationship? It has to create another layer of some kind, whether it's Alexa, you know, going back on her promise where they were going to be co-champions if they win, or if she does in fact embrace the co-championship and they take that angle. Um, what I'm hoping for is that Nikki Cross is, is, is the deviant one in this whole thing. I think that would be really interesting. If you have Nikki Cross, you know, come um help Alexa win win the title or single-handedly win it whichever way and then she then comes out of it and and reveals that she was the one using Alexa um I just think the lazy way would be to do the typical thing they always do with Alexa which is you know people fall into the trap of being friends with her and never see it coming and if you look at the amount of uh people that have warned Nikki Cross about Alexa surely they have to have a story that's better than her falling for her 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 tricks again yeah and i'd quite like them all embrace the mental character as well maybe if they do win she can turn on her which doesn't mean she has to turn into a heel maybe just run off with the title because i think they did that storyline in nxt with the with the main title when nikki cross was used properly um which which could be translated well across i suppose because Hey, this storyline just it just needs to end. <laughs> um, but what's your thoughts on Bailey? Because since she's came up from NXT, she has been booked horrendously. We thought <clears throat> when she got the championship originally, maybe saving Grace possibly, but that that again was killed by an Alexa Bliss storyline, if I remember correctly. I think they did a, a um, oh, I can't remember what they're called, um, your life segment or whatever it's called. Um, and again, Bailey, she beats Charlotte. They don't really have a story. Um, I'm not. Is, is there a reason why Charlotte's not been on TV? I haven't heard. Um, it. It's tied in with Andrade because um, she's. I think she's Andrade's fiance, and, yeah. and I know they're dating, but I think it's fiance now. And Andrade's mother passed away recently. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he had been given time off, and obviously uh, Charlotte had been given time off as well just um, to support him. Right, yeah. that makes sense, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense than now. But um, in general, why do you think Bailey's struggled so much? I know she's been booked horrendously, but there hasn't, I don't think there's ever really been that same connection that she had in NXT, which is obviously a story for a lot of people, but... She just seems to suffer whenever she gets a, a bit of spotlight. I think the the biggest problem with Bailey was when she came up, um, she fell into that Vince McMahon uh, trope where he has to build someone, he, he has to break someone down to build them up again. Yeah. 
especially someone that he hasn't created himself. And they already had uh, a bull- bulletproof, you know, blueprint plan to work that, that showed, you know, that worked in NXT with Bailey. All they had to do was they could have honestly even repeated that exact same storyline with Bailey, even had the Iron Man match with Sasha do exactly the same thing. And she would be a megastar right now. Um, but it just seems like Vince always has to try and be the one to create something. And him doing that seems to always be confused when it comes to Bailey. It doesn't seem like they know what exactly they want from her. Um, she was earmarked as, as as being the next John Cena, especially in terms of the female side of, mm-hmm. of WWE. She was meant to be the jo- female John Cena. Um, but yeah, they, they've seemed to just never played her the, the, the right way uh, or portrayed her the right way, rather. So I, I think... Look, I, I'm, I'm not sure if her promo work is as strong as as I would like it. I, yeah. I know it's a completely different, maybe it's stylistically, it's a different style to the way I like it, but it, it just doesn't seem like she um, is able to really put fire in, in either your belly or her belly when she's mm. speaking. I, I'm, I'm not fully convinced, you know what I mean? Um, so maybe that's something that she could work with. And then also, I think the problem for her is just, it's constantly stop start. She, she's never really had a run where she's a, a dominant character and not just a dominant character, but a dominant character that's beating prominent women on the roster. Most of her wins are coming from, you know, not the most prolific people on the rest roster. And then when she does then get to, get to the upper echelons, it's always 50-50 booking with her. And she just seems like someone that can be beaten by anyone. Yeah. Whereas she's the champion right now and it should not look that way. So I think they need to do a better job of building her up. The best way to do that, I think, would be, you know, putting in a feud. I guess it's it's it may be boring by now, but putting her in a feud with Charlotte Flair. Yeah. But making sure she comes out looking strong. Because I think Charlotte can take take a loss um, at the moment. She she Charlotte is that strong, and she's probably the most dominant woman uh, on the female roster in terms of how they've portrayed her. Um, Becky Lynch could argue, but also Becky Lynch hasn't had the most dominant, you know, lead up even to WrestleMania. She lost to Oscar. Um, so yeah, I think. The best thing for Bailey, if they are going to keep the title with her, would be to put in a feud with Charlotte, make her be really strong throughout that feud, and and then win the title, and then win, you know, beat beat Charlotte overall in the feud. But the problem is, as we know, once they have Charlotte in a feud, chances are she's going to come out on top because Charlotte's yeah. Charlotte's, you know, their goal. Blonde Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, who who who's your pick to win this one? I'll I'll go Bailey myself. I think it just makes more sense, and I don't need the story being highlighted anymore with Nikki and uh, Alexa. Yeah, I think Bailey. Also, we have to we have to remember that these are two Raw girls that are going yeah. after the SmackDown yeah. title, and and that's not being played up enough. I I don't think. Um, hopefully Bailey wins. She stays. The title stays on SmackDown or something like that, and then that the the feud between Alexa and Nikki can then be played on Raw. Um yeah. 
and it doesn't need a title to have that feud, I don't think. So yeah, I'm I'm with you for Bailey winning. Yeah, hopefully they do a women's story that doesn't have the title around it because that, that's the only thing that's on on TV women-wise. Um, but right, that's the end of the bad stuff for now. Let's get through the good stuff. Um, <clears throat> dream match. Possible match of the year contender on paper. We're getting Alistair Black versus Zaro with no build-up apart from the odd promo by Alistair Black, which doesn't have Cesaro in. And I'm looking forward to this match so much. And they've not said, they said like two words to each other. And it was weird because he just took out his gum shield and smiled at him. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to this match so much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm really hoping that they give them a good at least 10 minutes and let them just go. Um, the only worry I have, though, is because Alistair Black hasn't had a match in so long on TV that they might want him to have a squash match to make him seem really, really strong. Um, and unfortunately for Cesaro, because they've, you know, they've been booking him quite strong, it seemed like they were always booking him to, to lose to someone. So my worry is they're going to make him lose really, really quickly. Um, yeah, that, that's my only concern. I'm hoping that it's going to be a competitive match that just ends up with a black mass and that being the difference maker, opposed to necessarily a dominant match with a black mass at the end of it for, for Alistair Black. And interestingly enough, in the, um, I, I don't know when Cesaro got put into, into this match because on the live events, they've been, it's been Roman, um, it's been Randy Orton. And Alistair Black that have been paired together. And then I think Randy Orton has a neck injury or something like that, which may have uh, led to him being changed as the opponent and, yeah. and Cesaro coming in. Because that would that would have made sense with Randy. Um, yeah. Possibly not 50-50 booking, but it's like a meaningful victory straight away for someone you want to push strong. Uh, yeah. But 
we can speculate on Randy if he's fit for SummerSlam. I think there's a few there that probably make quite a lot of sense in the main roster, main event title um, on SmackDown. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I agree with your fears of possibly making it a, a glorified squash match. Um, but even if they get 10, 20, 30, 50, 60, I'll watch all of it. I'll probably enjoy all of it. Um, but yeah, if they if they get 10 to 20 minutes, they won't get 20 minutes, but if they get 10 to 15 minutes, um, make it look like there's a good scrap there. And yeah, just a sudden black mass rather than just one where he like executes him. That that'd be, I think that'd be perfect booking, I suppose. And I don't think Cesaro will get hurt by it because I'm, I'm sure the stories that could just wash it away quite quickly on Raw, considering he is a Raw guy as well. Um <clears throat> Next match up on the list, um, one that's <laughs> I I found a, I found a new favorite tag team. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the New Day, v Heavy Machinery. Um, we obviously had Bryan, uh, the Planet's tag team v Heavy Machinery at Stomping Ground, which was a very good match, a very fun match. Um. <clears throat> And now we've built into this, which brought the new day in, which was obviously all natural since uh, when the Big E came back because the um, tag team roster has been destroyed over on SmackDown. But um, yeah, I, I think this match could potentially steal the show if if matches like Alistair Black and Cesaro aren't given the time. But the um, tag team matches tend to do a lot a lot right in quite a, a short space of time. So I think this could potentially steal the match of the night. Yeah, and I think the the best thing that has happened to this this feud is how well Daniel Bryan has done on the mic. I think yes, you know he he's played on the whole uh, fact that both teams that they're facing against in the New Day and Heavy Machinery that they're both really really strong teams, really athletic, really competitive. It's just they don't take it as seriously as Bryan and and Rowan. And that's the difference. So, you know, Brian is very clever in that sense that he, he never puts an opponent down. He always bigs them up and which obviously makes it more impressive when he then defeats them. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm really enjoying the work that Heavy Machinery are doing. Uh, obviously, I think Otis is, um, is, is the more charismatic of the two. Um, but Tucker, Tucker's been quite athletic. He's, he's had some really surprisingly good moves. Um, you know, he's not afraid to be a high flyer as well, which is, which is fun to watch from such a big guy. So I think that these guys are really going to be pushing to, to put on a really good show. And the best thing as well for this is Daniel Bryan is really, really pushing to elevate the tag team division. And he's not going to allow any of these guys to have a bad match. So when you got a motivated Daniel Bryan in a match, you know it's going to be a good one. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. Um, I think Bryan and Rowan retain just just because of, I think, heavy machinery still have some growing to do as, as, as a team. Um, and then I think New Day will only probably get titles once Kofi is no longer WWE title uh, champion. Um, and then he can always seamlessly just get back into that Freebird role um, with the New Day. So, yeah, I don't see the New Day winning this one. And Heavy Machinery, I think it might be too soon for them. Yeah, I think it's right to keep it on uh, 
Brian and Rowan for now, because as you mentioned, Brian's just, albeit he's in a, a lesser part of the card due to stupid circumstances, I suppose, and, and him obviously being injured and stuff. It, it's um, He's doing wonders, because heavy machinery, as you said, they're probably still a bit green. Um, Tucker's been a surprise, as you mentioned. Otis is just amazing <laughs> he's the caterpillar is the best move in wwe um i but, love how you can tell the fans that haven't seen it yet because there's almost like a, a gasp once he starts going and and this loud organic cheer that happens every single time so yeah that, that's been fun to see Oh, I, get, I, I do it every time. And I'm only watching it on TV. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny. But for their first pay-per-view match, they put on one of the best matches of, of that card. I can't I can't remember the rest of it, to be honest, but they put on one of the best matches of that card. Um, And yeah, I think that's just the, the power of Daniel Bryan. I mean, Rowan's not exactly five-star. I know he's got experiences in tag team, but he's not exactly the best worker. But adding in New Day, I think this is just going to put it up another level, and Heavy Machinery can do their fun spots. New Day and Daniel Bryan can carry the match, and Rowan can just come in and do his weird cuddle-head choke slam thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'll, I'll go Bryan and Rowan as well for this, because I think they're the best thing, one of the best things on SmackDown at the minute. Um, so on to the Raw side, tag team wise literally the dream match in wwe tag team division and it's had an awful build a non-existent build and i'm scared they're going to put it on the pre-show it's the usos v the revival and i almost i I said the usos there because i thought they were actually champions but we know the revival want to leave and stuff like that but this match this match should could probably make an event a pay-per-view and we're scared it'll go on the pre-show yeah which is a a real shame um of the two tag team matches actually i'm looking more forward to this one than the than the smackdown tag team championship match purely because i think these are two of arguably the best tag teams in the world at the moment Mm -hmm. and when revival when revival are let loose they they are phenomenal tag team um and then also obviously we know the Usos step up every single time. So I think even if it's on the pre-show, I, I think these guys have something really special planned. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I think Revival retained through some dastardly work, which is going to be beautiful to watch. Um, I, I love them as heels. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really, really, this is a match I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. If I knew... If I knew it had the right spot and the right time, I'd agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I'm just scared they're going to do some crap like a, a squash match or some dodgy finish where one of them slips up or something. It's just, oh, I'm just, I'm worried about that because, you, you know, not signing a contract. You either, you either get just um, written into oblivion or you end up getting rewarded with a new contract and then get. Maria and Mike Canellist. Less said about that, the better. Um, <laughs> um, we've talked about the women's match. No need to go back to that. Um, an interesting match on the card. If we did this preview three week, two weeks ago, we would be saying this match would probably be one of the worst ones on the card. But after the start to Raw last week, 
I'm now quite looking forward to Braun Strowman v Bobby Lashley. It's weird how booking people well can do rather than doing tugs of tug of wars and arm wrestles and stuff. But considering the explosives start to roll last week, I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, funny enough, I'm actually not. <laughs> of, right. of, of yeah, of all the of all the matches on here, I think purely because I'm, I already know there's no way Bobby Lashley is winning this match. That's a good point, actually. Maybe that's the thing that's that's pulled me away from it. It's it just seems like a foregone conclusion. He's lost every single type of feud match that they've had, whether it's arm wrestling or any other thing. So I don't see that changing here. And I have a feeling that then leads, you know, that then takes me out of the match. So if if Lashley does end up winning the match, I probably will have to watch the match again to truly appreciate it because I'm pro- I'm going to be switched off when this match goes on, if I'm being honest. It is a good point, to be fair, because I think it's a problem with Strowman for quite a while, apart from when he's come up against Brock Lesnar, which has obviously derailed him a bit. And um and Roman Reigns at times as well. Yeah. He's just booked too strongly. Um and it it it, it just ruins I know he has a mystique about him and stuff like that, but it, I think it just ruins the character. Because at a time he was over. But um I think I think he's gone from potential main event talent to now pretty much a sideshow. I don't even I don't wouldn't even want him with mid card belt at this stage. It's it's yeah, not so far and- it's fallen down. And I think the problem for me as well is I don't believe that either of these two are going, you know, that this match leads them to getting into a title feud. You know what I mean? Mm. If this match, if this match had a, has stakes of some kind that you become the number one contender, maybe I'd be more interested. But because we know, you know, at the moment, Braun is not in the best um, light in terms of Vince doesn't really like him at the moment. And we know Bobby Lashley, maybe he's getting heat from, um, what's his name, from, from the Rush. fiasco that happened. Yeah, the fiasco that happened with Leo Rush earlier this, this year. So it just seems like both of them have a ceiling at the moment at WWE. So regardless of who wins, I don't know how much this is going to do for them. It's almost like I'd want the winner like fed to... Alistair Black. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would that would skyrocket him actually. That that's yeah. a good shot. Yeah, it's it, it is an interesting. One. I'm looking forward to the match, but now that you've said it, the character development, I can only see it like turning into more matches between them. I don't yeah. see where they go after this because it's SummerSlam next. Well, I say this, I don't want to see one of them v Seth Rollins. Um, I definitely don't want to see one of them v Kofi Kingston. And I don't want to see any of them v AJ or Ricochet or Finn or Shin. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a bit it's a bit weird, but I think the match it's set in it in its own isolation will be fun. But it if Bobby won, I'd quite like that. I'm gonna go with Bobby to win just to be different, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be better long term if Bobby won because. Albeit I've I've slated him in the past for just being boring and stuff. If if his new character is just going in and spearing people to death, <laughs> job done. <laughs> That's what we should have done with him from the start. It's, that's about it, really. So I'll, I'll go with Bobby. Um, I expect it to be explosive fun. Not a classic, but just a bit of fun. But 
leading me on to a match that could be a classic and should be a classic, going off what TV's shown us in the last few weeks. Um, we've got Ricochet as the newly crowned US champ. Um, the AJ Styles, a, a heel AJ Styles, I should add. Um, just before we get into the match, what, what are your thoughts on AJ turning heel? For me, I think it's a bit, probably a bit long overdue, if anything. Yeah, I think very long overdue. Um, and also long overdue reforming the club. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's taken, what, three years for them to do this? I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's way too long. And it seems like they've only done it now to try and keep Gallows and Anderson. Um, so it seems like a last straw for them to to try and sign those new contracts. Uh, whether or not we'll see over, because I think WWE is now giving at least five-year contracts, I think is the, the year length that you at least mm-hmm. um, sign for now, whether or not Gallows and Anderson are still going to be booked this, in inverted commas, strongly or lined up with such a strong act, time will tell. The interesting thing, I think, is the first contracts they were offered, which were believed to be, I think, 500000 a year each, they rejected those. So we would imagine that their contracts are upwards of 500000 um, rumors being, you know, seven fifty or higher. For so, so that's a pretty good deal for them. Well done in terms of just getting that money. in, you know, I'm always for for the 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 superstars getting good good paychecks. I think this is an opportunity to rebuild all all of the characters, not just not just Gallows and Anderson, but AJ as well. I think AJ has been in limbo at the moment, and as a babyface. He 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 seems okay with losing, I guess, which which seems to be what Gallows and Anderson were trying to get out of him now is that you you need to get that meanness together and and this this group could really really cause havoc. Um, yeah, well, how do you think they've been booked so far, though? I quite like it. I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. It's obviously been quite a not really long, but. It's multiple week storytelling because it started with Gallows and Anderson getting battered by the Viking experience if I remember correctly and then the loss to I think it might have been the New Day I might be wrong with that one but I think they lost to Viking experience and another strong tag team um, and it kind of built from there um, and then AJ obviously came back and there was hints of him turning heel and stuff like that and yeah, I, I think most people would have guessed as soon as we saw them kind of coming back closer to each other, they'd probably guess he'd be turning heel. But I wasn't kind of expecting at the start they'd use the mid card title on a on a new super a newish superstar who's just won his first belt, and to book someone this. Well, we'll see if it's strongly, and um, to book mm-hmm. someone so new into a feud with one of if not the biggest guy in the company really because I know Seth and stuff like that but if you look on the card I my eye probably draws more to AJ Styles more than most never mind a match with Bloody Ricochet um so I think it I think it's I think it's done really well I think time will tell what they do with um Gallows and Anderson, if if they end up becoming a proper threat in the tag team division, or they're just kind of used as cronies or whatever, but 
I, I think it. I think it'll do. The longer you keep these together, I think it's the better, especially for the for the um, for the uh, tag team in them, in there. Because I think they they really need that character, of a strong character of AJ to stand on the road to be as a group um, rather than standing on their own. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I th- I think soon as Ricochet got got involved in in this kind of rejuvenation of the club. I think I think it's been brilliant. I think this is probably the only feud that survived the weird no wrestling during commercial breaks quite well. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a that's a really well done. Um, I think it's made Ricochet look like an actual star because I think I mentioned it with the Intercontinental thing at the start. The mid card titles have needed this, and having a Ricochet v AJ Styles feud, this could probably main event a WrestleMania. Let's be honest. If you built it properly, people won't complain if it was the main event of a WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, it, it brilliant, brilliant for me. Um, but in in terms of the match, I I think this is probably the surest of sure things for match of the night because I think it'll get time. It's got the story, and there isn't the doubts about the Usos beating the Revival three seconds, like for example. So I I think I'll go with this for my match of the night, and I'm. Oh god, I don't know how to pick as the winner. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the best thing about this. I have no idea who's going to win. I'll go Ricochet because I think they want to do stuff with him, and I think you could easily, even if he lose, even if AJ loses, you can still continue this to SummerSlam. Yeah, um, the the continuation thing is probably going to let me choose against you here. I'm going to say AJ comes away with the title. Then you have Ricochet chasing it going into SummerSlam. Um, and then they can always do the thing WWE loves to do where Ricochet will have to have a one-on-one match against Gallows and then a one-on-one match against Anderson and then maybe a handicap match against the tag team. And then he eventually gets to AJ come SummerSlam. Um which I would actually prefer because it would be one of the few feuds that the champion doesn't meet the challenger until the actual day of the fight. You know, whereas, for example, when we spoke about Finn and Shin earlier, Shinsuke's already beaten him, you know, obviously in a non-title match, but that that allure of of it being their first ever encounter, it's kind of gone. Um, So I'm, I'm hoping that AJ wins. And then we have Ricochet chasing, you know, maybe he might be able to rope in a buddy to try and help um, contain the, you know, Gallows and Anderson. Is this where the street profits fit in? It could be. It could be. Um, I I think that could actually be a really, really good spot for them. And hopefully they they put them. That's a very good shot. I, I know there were the only other possible solution would have been when they had the masked um the masked janitor coming in um the rumors were it was meant to be kofi kingston Mm. uh then he had the back injury um so he wasn't able to to then be under the mask which led to to cedric alexander being in it but alternatively uh, montez ford was also another option to be under the mask um, but yeah, I, th- I think it would be better for them to pivot, pivot the street profits to to helping Ricochet, and then yeah, let them let them enter that way. Yeah, that's a very good shot. I like that. 
Because I don't see who else you could put. I mean, you could put two randoms. I mean, Cedric Alexander, if you actually want to do something with him, you could put him put him there. And I don't know who else could we put random. Uh, some random X NXT 205 Live guy. It'd probably end up being Buddy Murphy or Ali, just to make it look like small guys, really big guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think if, if they want to do something with the Street Profits, this, this could be it. Want to repackage AOP? Probably wouldn't work as well, but doesn't stop them in the past. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think this will be great. I, I quite like your shout about AJ Styles winning and then continuing your feud, like as you said, um, two summer slot. I'll stick with Ricochet just to be different, but mm-hmm. um, I think this will definitely continue into into SummerSlam because I think this is just the the beginning of the story, really. Um, and then maybe they can have a, um. A different type of match, whether it's cage, no, because cage matches tend to be shit. Um, uh, but any anything, the TLC, whatever, what, uh, just just something a bit different. It could be good. Um, so yeah, that that's my pick for match of the night. Um, and this is where it goes. That actually, no, I'll finish with the last good match if um, if Kofi's injuries aren't too bad. Um, we've seen. I think you made this comment in the WhatsApp group. We've seen some Joe, I think you labelled him the new Bray Wyatt, where he just gets plugged into feuds for no real reason. <laughs> I I think everyone who's been on this pod loves Samojo because he's like the best character work in the company consistently. But he shouldn't be in the WWE title match because he lost to Ricochet and then he got rewarded with a title match in the bigger title. I don't get how that works. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with your point. It, they're they could have built some more Joe to this, but not in such a short period of time. It 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 just it just didn't work. But again, some more Joe's worked his magic. He's made he's made himself look scary and intense, and I've almost forgot about that. But it's worth mentioning. But um, yeah, I think if we ignore the fact he lost the US title, I think the story's been told quite well. Yeah, I, I agree. The story has been told well, but I think. The problem, and as as you've alluded to, is this weird reverso world that WWE are in at the moment. You know, even if you look back to Dolph Ziggler, a guy who hadn't, you know, appeared on TV for like six months and hadn't won a match in like seven months, and he gets a, a, a title match just because he attacked the champion. Um, and then now coming forward to Samoa Joe, as you said, who's just come off losing the US title, now gets a uh, a chance at a title on another brand because I'm sure he's on Raw, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Is, yeah. Yes, he is. So he now gets a title match on the other show for the bigger title. That that didn't make sense to me, and I, I think you you can't be insulting your your audience's intelligence like that. I don't think for too long, especially with more competition coming in the form of AEW. Um, I do like Joe. I really really like Joe. Um, I, I I think he has probably, besides Daniel Bryan, probably the best promo in in WWE at the moment. Yeah, it's just yeah. The 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 worry with him is you can't have a guy that always has such solid promos where he he makes really menacing threats, and then he goes and loses, and then he goes back and does the same similar type promo, and then he goes and loses. At some point, he has to win. Otherwise, those those threats no longer hold any effect. Um, the problem for Joe at the moment, though, is I think 
they're liking Kofi Kingston at the moment. Um, Vince has been noted to say he's, he's, he's really happy with the work that Kofi has done. Um, I personally never thought this Kofi run was going to last this long. I thought, you know, I, I, I was sure he was going to lose the title even as early as, you know, the Monday after <laughs> WrestleMania. Jesus, yeah. so, so, so just the fact that he's gone on for this long, uh, I suppose he must be doing something right. So I hope, I hope Joe wins just for his credibility and just, just to, just to give him that credibility of having been a champion in, in terms of holding the top belt or one of the top belts. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see them taking it off Kofi before SummerSlam is, is the only problem. And how they get to that probably results in a clean finish and Joe losing, you know, I think just getting pinned one, two, three in the center of the ring. And because it's Joe, it's probably going to be a roll-up. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> the shoulders off the mat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then they'll just forget about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have the same liking of Samoa Joe's. He's just such a good character, and his booking's been awful. I mean, I, I love the fact that Ricochet's got the US title now, but... I thought Joe's the sort of character who could carry it for ages and then drop it to someone like Ricochet, but he had it. He barely had it. He got it. I don't know why the picked Ray to beat him, but Ray beat him, then Ray got injured. It was another crappy finish. Um, choked out Ray when he was giving it back, which I'm not sure how that's... Not not sure why that's how it works. The champion should just not be able to give the title to whoever. But, um, yeah, I, I thought Joe should have carried it for a while. And even if it was to WrestleMania, he could have dropped it to someone like Ricochet. But anyway, I'm, I'm very happy with Ricochet for EJ. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, if, if WWE had... If I had more faith in their long-term booking, I would have guessed that um, Rey Mysterio then costs Samoa Joe this match. You know, and... Then the next Monday or whatever he says, I, I still mm. remember what you did to me yeah. after I was trying to graciously give you the title. And then you can mm -hmm. continue that feud without a belt. But WWE doesn't seem to have that kind of track record at the moment. So and I can't give them sense. the benefit. Yeah, that would have made sense. And then I could have finally seen Samoa Joe choke out Dominic as well. <laughs> yeah, and you, still, you would still keep Samoa Joe relatively strong because he wouldn't mm. necessarily be losing you know, from his own volition, it would have been someone else costing him. So, well, hopefully they do something like that. I think that would be best yeah. for both parties. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, it's weird because Ray came back to an open challenge and got battered by Bobby Lashley for <laughs> I don't know why. But, yeah, it would have been interesting if, if they continued this somehow. Um, or continued that somehow, I should say. Um, any fears with Kofi's injury? Because, I mean, Samoa Joe does have a curse of working with people who suddenly get injured. Um, if if Kofi is injured, what do you think the solution is here? I mean, people speculate a, a quick cash-in by Brock, but I don't think you'd want Brock anywhere near someone who's potentially injured. Or, dare I say, Joe wins. But I suppose a cash-in with Brock could lead to Brock pinning Joe. Oh my they God. just turn it into a, a triple threat. Oh my God, um, don't. I want to see that feud again. <laughs> that feud was fucking amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it seems like they're downplaying it backstage. It it seems like Kofi should be fine um, for Sunday. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, but they are downplaying it, which you'd hopefully imagine that he's going to be fine going forward. If it is a serious one, I, th- I think that's more another another reason or another excuse to give the belt to Joe, which is what I really want. So <laughs> I, I hope it's not it's not anything bad, but um, if it's something that means he can't go, maybe even uh, Kofi having to. Um, I, sp- I suppose because they've just given Samoa Joe a title because of an injury with Ray, can they do it again? It's a new gimmick, but, just hands yeah. the title. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just accumulates titles from retiring people. But maybe even something like that where uh, Kofi just can't continue the match and by default Joe gets the belt or something. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. But at least... I suppose for for WWE's perspective, they've got that trope of Brock Lesnar can always catch it, cash in uh, worst case scenario, which I think is going to happen yeah. into when they go to Fox. But yeah, maybe they might have to pull the plug a bit earlier than than they had wanted to. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, my prediction is Kofi's going to win. I, I'd love some more Joe to win, but I think they're just going to keep Kofi till SummerSlam, as you said. Um, yeah. Is your Hope of Samoa Joe going to turn into a prediction? Or are you sticking? Are you going to go with Kofi? Ah, oh, damn it! No, I'm going to go with Joe. I'm going to stick with him. Oh, please, stick I'll, with Joe. I'll, I'll hope I want him. That. I, I, that's how badly I want him to to be the champion. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it so much. <laughs> um, so on to oh God, uh, the two main events. Oh. <laughs> Let's start with the... God, the both awful. Uh, we'll start with the Shane one, because he he, uh, he just ruins everything. Um, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker, for some reason, um, is against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, who's been buried into oblivion quite quickly, which is amazing, considering where he was for few, like a, a, a this time last year, I imagine. Um, but this match... I, just why, 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 just why, why? At least I'm hoping, because my biggest fear was all of this was leading to Shane holding the title at some point. Because <laughs> they, they were building him <laughs> really strong, and that, that was my biggest worry. So hopefully, it has nothing to do with that. Um, Brock's cashing in on Shane, SummerSlam, face oh turn. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, but you're I, thinking I, about I, it now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm so worried. I'm so worried they're going to do something like that. And you know, Vince has held the title before, and he's now living through Shane. Um, so you, you never know with Vince. I think for them now, um, with this match, it, it's it's random. Even the Undertaker being the one that came to save Roman, but I think. The thinking behind it was that Undertaker wants to work with Drew McIntyre. He singled him out right, as a person. Yeah, he singled him out as a person that he's really keen to to work with. So I don't know if it means Drew pins the Undertaker to win this match or Undertaker pins Shane. I, I don't know how they're gonna get. They're gonna end up to Drew versus Undertaker for SummerSlam 
which seems to be what's penciled yeah. in at the moment. So I, I don't know if you if you have an idea of how they end up that way. Um, maybe this could be the match where Drew not turns on Shane, but kind of abandons him. Maybe that'd be a bit facey, but you could package it quite well, I suppose. That like it didn't turn out like that, but maybe if Drew just kind of runs away from the Undertaker and it kind of spills into just Shane v Roman. Then you can kind of build the two separate feuds there, because the quicker Drew gets away from Shane, the better. So if if they separate them two, then you can kind of have um, Shane v Roman at SummerSlam, which I imagine is what they're building towards. Um, you can have all the mess of Miz, Kevin Owens, and etc. fill in the blanks there, and you can have Elias and Ziggler. Looks like he's joining that crappy set now, so there's a replacement. Um, so yeah, if Drew goes off as on his own, you, you, I think you can build the Undertaker feud there. And uh, I'm sick of Drew taking the pin for Shane. So yeah. If if they separate them, and then if Undertaker wants to work with Drew, if he wants to do the job for Drew, there's not really a better way. Even though it's old man Undertaker who can't walk and wrestle anymore, but it, it's still meaningful if someone like Drew beats him. So I, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. I think so. And I think also, just as a side note, they have to stop Mike Rome doing that best in the world thing. Because Gre- Greg Hamilton does it yes. so well, yes, he and, does, yeah. you know, on Tuesdays. And then Mike Rome, oh, you can see the guy struggling. It it It's almost like you got to do it or you'll get fired. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no competition, is there? It's just... Uh, I mean, nothing's topping Tony Chimmel with uh, rated R superstars, but yeah, oh, this, yeah. is, this is the best. This is the best since I think. Uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. But um, in terms of this match, then it's a no holds barred tag team match, which we kind of quickly chatted about before we start recording. Is we don't know how this will work. Is it going to be tornado rules where they're all in the ring together, or? the one rule they can't break is that they have to stand on the outside and actually tag in. But I think this will have to be a proper tag team match just to protect the Undertaker because, well, the Saudi thing is still fresh in the memory. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they're they going to have to protect him and they're going to want to make him look as strong as possible, which probably results in a, quite a few hot tags. Um I think that yeah, I think that's the best way to limit his his involvement. Uh, and then in t- in terms of then no holds barred, does that also then just mean it's a no disqualification match? So are, I believe so. You know, so are chairs and tables and all that kind of stuff going to be thrown into the match maybe to further protect the Undertaker? You know, when you've got foreign objects it does take away a lot of the having to you know fight so maybe that gets thrown into it as well yeah i presume they're going to use well i think they'd have to use chairs and stuff for the uh for the stipulation um but yeah i think this will be 90 percent roman reigns and then i'm gonna guess reigns is pinning shane in this and then it can build into SummerSlam. Um, because Drew, there's so much damage done to Drew. So I, I'll go with Roman and Undertaker winning this one. You the yeah. same? Um, no, I go Shane and Drew with Drew pinning Undertaker. That would be huge, to be fair. I'd, I'd quite like that. But 
anyway, this match is going to be bad. <laughs> uh, we know this. But quick question. What's going to be worse? That match we just talked about or the winner-take-all main event? Uh, definitely the Shane, Shane match. But this one has um, Lacey Evans. I know. But once again, it's a tag match, so it can be kind of protected. Not with um, Baron Corbin in it. <laughs> I actually don't mind Corbin in the ring when he's not doing, you know, rest holds. I think his his I think his wrestling arsenal is not too bad. It's just because it's Baron Corbin doing it that I think that's probably the biggest problem for him. His fall um, moves of doom. <laughs> yeah, the problem is oh, the WWE are, are are fully invested in portraying Becky and. And Seth Rollins' relationship on on TV, so mm. I guess we just have to embrace it or ex- expect it to happen, whether we love it or not. Um, I think it's yeah. I I think maybe I, I don't know how you see this match ending. I I really don't see why they'll take the belts off of. Seth and and Becky at the moment, but then with how highly Vince rates Baron Corbin's heat, um, although I think it's go away heat, not necessarily the good kind of heat. Yeah. But anyway, Vince seems to be really in love with it, and apparently, if you know at at the live shows, so if you go to the Raw shows, the SmackDown shows, and stuff. When Baron Corbin does come out, there is audible, you know, boos and there isn't a big reaction, uh, which doesn't necessarily always translate well on TV. But when you're there live, apparently it really does resonate, which I think is what's leading to Vince thinking that this is uh, a good heat, not a go away heat. And once Vince says that in his head, I'm always worried that he's going to capitalize on that. And what more heat than either Becky costing Seth the title or Seth costing Becky the title, whichever iteration it, it ends up being, and then them individually having to win their titles back. I could easily see that happening. That would be just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. Um, oh, God. I just <laughs> think about it now. <laughs> um... Yeah, that I think we're either getting a, a double pin in the middle of the ring or a double tap out. Well, I don't think Seth has a submission move, but yeah, if we have a double pin, double tap out, or both, whatever. Uh, either grabbing that, or we're having Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, the story in front of us as them breaking up, um, is probably the biggest, or the portrayed two biggest characters in the company, kind of, not facing off on Devo, facing off against each other because you can't really do that unless they, unless they really want to push that rumor that they're going away from the PG. Um, <laughs> I think the only problem with a breakup angle is they've just released that the man's man shirt, and I don't see them yeah. doing a breakup angle after releasing that because I think that only true. came out over the last couple of days. True, true, very true. Um, so my hope is it's just a quick pretty much clean match where well the people we want to win win um yeah 
And this is once again a match where people have lost title matches and have been rewarded by being put yeah. back in title matches. Yeah, absolutely. Because what, what is it, Lacey's being beaten clean twice, I think? Yeah. And Baron, again, I think it's twice. Yeah, stomping ground. Well, not clean, but stomping ground in Saudi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And he loses every week because he's boring. <laughs> um, yeah, so probably the more interesting thing is wh- where do we go after this? Because I know they're trying to portray it as a, as a I know it is a real life relationship, but they're trying to force it down everyone's throat. The best thing for me was, would be to not separate them as like a couple or anything, but just get them away from each other on TV, mm-hmm. and then go into their own storylines. But where where do you, what do you think is next for Seth Rollins and Becky? For me, individually, but as a group, who, who do you think they'd fight off against next? Because if they want to do this continued mixed match tag thing, could they do Andrade v and Charlotte v these two if they want to continue it? I don't know if they they want to put Andrade and Charlotte as characters, like to put their real life relationship on on display, because I think that might take away from the Selena Vega Andrade yeah, gimmick at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I don't know how comfortable that would, you know, because Selena's married to Alistair Black um, and then obviously Andrade and Charlotte. So I, I don't know how they would play that out and whether the couples are happy to play that out. Um, I think, that you see, the, the reason why I have a feeling that it's Corbin and Lacey Evans that win is because I don't know where Seth and mm-hmm. Becky go after this. They haven't built anyone up, I don't think, to, to be potential, you know, to be the next opponents. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's why when I'm thinking logically, I can't see them. I, I don't see who they, they pivot off to, but... WWE doesn't use logic most of the time, so I'm hoping that plays into our favor and, and they keep the titles and then, you know, someone does a run-in and, and, and beats up Seth and that leads to them getting a title shot or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it is SummerSlam next. I think if it was a crappy pay-per-view, I could genuinely see Corbin winning, but would they really want Corbin main eventing their big well their second biggest um pay-per-view of the year if we're still going summer slam that i prefer the royal rumble but yeah if it, second biggest pay-per-view of the year would you really want corbin in the guaranteed main event no i wouldn't yeah same. I wouldn't. but he's got heat damn it uh, <laughs> so could anyone do that annoying <laughs> and, yep. shit, and shit um there's people who could actually wrestle with well he can he can do five good moves um i suppose but yeah i just think the only just just make a story there's plenty of people not being used and sammy zane's not got anything on put him in there summer slam that's fine um unless pearl wasn't lying on raw and we do get a cash in yeah, but like, the thing for me is I don't see Brock cashing in on Seth purely yeah. because of the Fox deal. I think he's Fox are going to want him mostly on, on SmackDown show. 
I don't think so, it, ma- it doesn't matter with <laughs> Riles Gladstone, <laughs> does it, to be honest? But no, he doesn't work enough anyway. He's not going to do two shows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, That's too much work for Brock. Exactly. exactly. Paul, I mean, just just get a hologram of Brock. That might work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to show him there. But yeah, it, it, this is an interesting one. I just, for me, I just hope Seth and Becky win. That'll be my prediction. Uh, are you going to stick with um, Baron and Lacey? Please, no, yeah. no don't be right. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Hoping I'm wrong, but yeah. Yeah, that terrifies me. Um, <laughs> so to finish up, we'll go on expectations. What What do you think this will be? Good pay-per-view, middling, uh, crap? <laughs> I think it's going to be good. There, there's, there are quite a few good matches on it, actually. Um, and then... I think WWE know that the eyeballs are on them in terms of critiquing their big shows at the moment with so many AEW shows happening, um, you know, so, 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 um, close or in and around WWE events at the moment. So I, I think, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I agree with you. Even my concerns about the main event. Um, I think the rest of it's good enough to carry it. Um, this could and, be the great balls of fire of 2019. <laughs> yeah, and we have to remember AEW Five for the Fallen is this weekend as well. I think it's Saturday. Yeah, so, they put Evolve up against it, haven't they? Yeah, so the so WWE is going to have the Evolve show, Fight for the Fallen, um, the on the Saturdays, and then they go on the Sunday they're definitely not going to want to be the worst show coming out of that weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and definitely the set, the bottom two-thirds of that card, I think that's how it's built up, I suppose. But I think if they planned it better, they probably would have reworked the main event, I imagine. Um, but yeah, that I think this will be a good show as well. So I'll, I'll go for I think it'll be between middling and very good. Um, so so good <laughs> um, yeah um, but yeah that, that's been the pod uh, I do hope everyone well do, do share predictions and stuff with us on, on the Twitter account which is at PW underscore index I believe um, so yeah thanks for listening everybody thank you for joining me today goodbye <laughs>
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 